Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a uh, socialist talk podcast. I'm your Woo-hoo! host, Anthony Montarulo, uh, joined by my co-host this week, uh, Comrade... Just say Comrade Dracula. It's just yeah. com- Comrade Dracula. No, I, you know, I can't give up this easily. Fuck. Uh, well, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go Gather with Comrade Tom Cruise. Next time. Tom, Tom. Comrade Tom Cruise. Come on. I, we'll I interview prefer, with the vampire action. I re- prefer comrade kirsten dunst but we'll go with tom for now <laughs> comrade 12 year old kirsten dunst yeah it was their best uh it was the best one it was like like natalie portman in the professional you know like they did their best work as a as a kid you know and then ever all since she kind of like there. yeah i mean not all downhill she's no i you know but well, still i, like, I, I see uh, i would argue that kirsten dunst's best work was bring it on but that's just me <laughs> hey you know what was the what was the one that um What's her name? Uh, Sofia Coppola did uh, with the, the girls at all the, the Virgin Suicides. Yeah, oh, excellent, yeah. excellent little indie kind of Gus Van Zandt film. Thought all the acting was very great in there. James Woods steals the show by being like the blandest motherfucker in the world. <laughs> like perfect <laughs> fucking perfect. lunatic. Yeah, yeah, he's a total lunatic. But uh, he played himself in that film, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, it's been an interesting week. Uh, Jake Tapper is just lying out of his ass. Um, uh, so we're going to talk about that right off the I, bat. I always forget who he is. Which, which shitty network is he on? He's on CNN. Yeah. As Jim, as Jimmy Dora likes to say, that's his real name. It's not his porn name. Jake <laughs> Tapper. Um, his, his name's Tapper and he's like probably the last guy that will ever get accused of sexual assault and should be <laughs> ironic. Yeah, well, what he will get accused of is being a smug asshole, and uh, I think pe- most people will agree after hearing uh, his smears of Bernie Sanders and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Uh, so Bernie and Alexandria have been out on the uh, on the Sunday show circuit uh, pushing Medicare for All, explaining what it is, why it would be actually uh, cost-beneficial to implement it. It would save money because you're getting rid of administration fees that are just totally unnecessary. Um, And, you know, they've been citing this Mercatus study, which was uh, commissioned by the Koch brothers. And according to their fudged numbers that were skewed in a right-wing fashion, the study still would save $2 billion. So Oops. that's what Bernie, yeah, right. <laughs> or I'm, excuse me, two trillion dollars over the course of ten trillion. years. Trillion, yeah, with a T. Yeah. Um, now, before I get into the Tapper thing, I do want to point out, and I think I mentioned it last week, but I really want to emphasize this is kind of the perfect example of Overton, Overton window shifting. This is like Overton window shift one hundred and one. So you, what you have now is that Bernie is going out and. Uh, and it, it, and I, I know why he's doing this, and I'm not saying that he's wrong for doing this, but he's going out and saying, look at this Koch brothers study that says that Medicare for All would save $2 trillion. They fudged the numbers in their favor in that study. Realistically, if you account for the 5.6% increase in projected spending on healthcare over the next 10 years, our current healthcare system is going to cost us $49 trillion. Meaning that Bernie's uh, Medicare for All bill, if implemented, would save us seventeen trillion dollars over the next ten years. So I think a lot of people are are, are not picking up on that because it it you know the, the the framing right now is around this bullshit right wing study, which which is extremely generous to uh, their what what the, you know the, it, it essentially inflates administration costs of Medicare um, arbitrarily. So you know considering all of that. It, it, the, the it, likely the plan will save us somewhere between 
you know, 10 and $17 trillion over the next 10 years. Well, I don't even have and, that much money, so I don't know how, what I'm going to, you know, I'm not, I don't have... I don't know what I'm going to do with that. Money. I don't know. So, <laughs> and, but, you know, the other thing is, even if it costs us $2 trillion more dollars in our current healthcare system, 28 million people are left uninsured under our current healthcare system. And I'm sure that number is going to go up once all the... Wait, are you saying there's Obamacare a- repeals when... when <laughs> Are you trying to say there's a moral argument toward uh, for for ensuring all Americans to make sure they all can go see a doctor? Because I, yeah, I haven't exactly. heard so, that argument made on television before, uh, except for your you know little uh, commie uh, Bernie Sanders, Ocasio Cortez type people. Which um, so so I mean you know I it, it's like to me even if it costs two trillion dollars more, uh, it's it's just fucking common sense that we as a nation should ensure. Uh, healthcare is a right for everybody in the country and not leave 28 million people to die, yeah. you know, but, but because then they everyone's can't afford gonna, People are going to think that housing should be a human right, too. I mean, it's a slippery slope, Anthony. <laughs> yeah, see about that. Uh, no, so, and of course, obviously it should be. But, um, but, but we don't even have to have the argument because it literally saves money. So anyone pushing our current for-profit healthcare system is somebody that is profiting from our current for-profit healthcare system, and they are denying you a massive $17 trillion tax break. And I think that that's the way that Bernie and people like uh, Bernie need to frame it when they go on TV, is that, look, these Republicans are always trying to cut taxes for the rich, but this would be a $17 trillion tax cut for all working Americans. And a piece? The... Each? <laughs> I mean, that'd be Fuck. nice. But no, I mean, essentially... So, you know, you would actually net save several thousand dollars, I believe it was estimated, per person because you're not paying insurance premiums. So it, it, this is beyond a fucking no-brainer. And what Jake Chapper is going to do now is he's going to concern troll and, and nuance troll and fucking nitpick the verbiage that uh, Sanders uses incorrectly, well, by the way. So, but he, I mean, yeah. that's fact-checking, though. He's going to check the facts. He's gonna Yeah, he's going to check the facts. Check the fuck out of those facts, right? So, so obviously, to fact check, he would consult people other than you know the right wing think tank that that organized the study, right? He would actually consult, you know, Medicare rates data, and he would actually read Bernie's bill, which actually has the rates locked in. So he would read those right, things before he did right. this fact check, right? Well, he works for a, a news company, right? I mean, they do employ people to investigate facts, right? That is a thing that they still do on television. Well, see- you know, funnily enough, they actually had to partner up with factcheck.org because apparently nobody Uh-oh. at the uh, CNN uh, news organization is capable of fact-checking on their own. So they needed to farm out their fact-checking Well, he's no math surgeon. No, he's no math surgeon. He's no fact surgeon. But um, So I'm going to play this audio and then we'll talk about it. But keep listen for uh, what Bernie says. Who who the money who the the money saving will benefit? Listen to who Bernie says it'll benefit, and listen to the way Jake Tapper frames it because he's very disingenuous with the way he does it. So I'm gonna right. play this and we'll talk about it. I'm gonna put on my listening cap now. Okay. Hey everybody, it's Jake Tapper from CNN State of the Union and FactCheck.org, and this week we're gonna take a look at a claim made by two self-identified Democratic socialists, Vermont Independent Senator Bernie Sanders and Stain, New York Congressional Candidate Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. They say that a study funded by the billionaire Koch brothers, who are generally, I think it's fair to say, libertarians and conservatives, that the Medicare for All proposal would actually save the government money. Let me thank the Koch brothers of all people for sponsoring a study that shows that Medicare for All would save the American people 
$2 trillion over a 10-year period. It shows that Medicare for All is actually much more, is, is actually much cheaper than the current system that we pay right now. Is that true? Did a study funded by the Koch brothers indicate that Medicare for All would actually save the U.S. government trillions of dollars? No, it's not true, at least not according to the author of the study. The study in question is a working paper from the Mercatus Center at George Mason University that looked at the 10-year impact of Senator Sanders' proposed Medicare for All plan. Now, while it's true that the Koch brothers have given millions of dollars to the Mercatus Center at George Mason University, and an AP investigation earlier this year suggested that the Koch brothers do have control and influence over the hiring and firing of professors, we should note, for whatever it's worth, the authors of this study said the Koch brothers did not influence them in any way. We asked Senator Sanders' spokesperson, he told us that while the study says Medicare for All would increase the federal budget by roughly $32 trillion, it also says that the projected cost of all health care expenditures in the U.S. would drop by $2 trillion. The study's author says that that $2 trillion drop is not actually his conclusion. He said that's based on assumptions made by Senator Sanders. In fact, he wrote, quote, it is likely that the actual cost of Medicare for All would be substantially greater than these estimates, which assume significant administrative and drug cost savings under the plan, and also assume that healthcare providers operating under Medicare for All will be reimbursed at rates more than 40% lower than those currently paid by private health insurance. In fact, he lays out an alternate scenario that does not include savings from provider payment cuts. And in that scenario, the report says that there would be a net increase in healthcare spending. Now, we're not here to make a judgment on the viability of Medicare for All, and we have no idea if the Koch brothers influenced the writing of this Mercatus Center study. But it does seem pretty clear that the presentation being made by Senator Bernie Sanders and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez about this study lacks a lot of context, and the author of the study says they are not being accurate. A reminder to all you politicians out there, you're perfectly entitled to your own opinions, not to your own facts. I'm Jake Tapper from CNN State of the Union and factcheck.org. So the amount of smug uh, that Jake Tapper just exhibited, I mean, it it is choking me right now. It's 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 so thick in the air. I mean, uh, so, you know, uh, first of all, uh, let me get your thoughts, because I want to, uh, of course, address all of the lies he and misrepresentations he said there. Right. So it's, you know, again, you and Jimmy Dore talked about this, but it's it not, it not to totally repeat it. But like, where was the fact checking? They just they just called up a motherfucker and said, hey, did you write that thing? And they said, yeah. And he was like, all right, there you go. That's good enough. Like, that's not what that's not journalism. That's not what fact checking is. That's not fact checking. It's, you know, like if you have an issue of contention where two people disagree over, you know, a matter of opinion, you show both sides of their argument. And that's that's as best you can do is fact checking but this is this is fucking math like you can do the homework you can you can show the, your your homework and you know like literally just look at the numbers look at the study and say hey can we do, can we duplicate those numbers by using you know essentially it's you know it's like peer review you that that is the fact checking of science is to come up with try to come up with the same results from a you know similar process right and they didn't do that they didn't do any of that and then he's just yeah the, the thing at the end where he, he's like well you can't you can change your opinions but we didn't know the facts like you didn't fucking do it anything jake you didn't do shit 
so there's so many things number one well we don't know if the Koch brothers uh influenced the study sure they uh appointed the guy who did it and paid for the study and appoint and are sitting on the board of the mercatus institute and, and appoint all the board members but we don't know if they had any influence on the study okay were you born fucking yesterday jake tapper give me a fucking break of course they influenced the study and of course these are the fucking lunatics who pay the three percent of the world scientists to say that climate change isn't fucking real because they have all their money in fucking oil industry like that that's who the Koch brothers are so if you want to tell me that there's anything remotely honorable or um deferential to a scientific method or anything like that in the Koch brothers then you're a fucking idiot like i'm sorry but um so he admitted though didn't tapper admit that like oh hey we actually didn't check anything we fucked up did he 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 sort of did but he was still arguing so i'll I'll, and i'll I'll get to that because bernie responded to him and then he responded to bernie um where he's just nuanced trolling so what he keeps saying is, well, that's not what the study represented. Yeah, sure. That's not what they wanted the study to represent. And that's not the the quote unquote conclusion that they came to. But that is the logical mathematical conclusion of the numbers that they drew up. That the, They figured out an estimate for what our current healthcare system costs. And like I laid out, it's an extremely low ball number because they're not factoring in uh, spending increases. So even with their low ball number, it would come in at about $34 trillion. Now, Bernie's bill by independent estimates would cost us 32 trillion over the next 10 years so it literally saves us money and by us i mean the american taxpayer so which is what bernie sanders said he said it would save the american taxpayers two trillion dollars over the next 10 years and what jake tapper said that bernie said was that it would save the u.s government two trillion over the next 10 years which is not true and is not what bernie said so he's fucking lying either lying on purpose or deliberately mis hearing what bernie is arguing and even played the fucking clip in that video of what bernie said like this is not you know rocket science there's a difference between government spending and taxpayer spending like you know saving the well, american people money yeah i mean it's still it, it's it's the government gets some money from us understandably but no it's, well you know, but what but so the savings would come from uh it, it would go directly into the american taxpayers pockets because we wouldn't be paying premiums we'd be paying slightly sure, more in taxes sure. but we'd actually yeah. net save money at the end of the year because we're not paying insurance premiums well i mean we're already paying the most amount of money for healthcare per capita than any other country in the world right so yeah. you know and getting if, far worse care than almost any other, you know right well country. i mean the people that can afford care get good care you know the right wingers always like to say yeah. well the the crown prince of saudi arabia came to america for health care so that must mean that it's like, dude, you just fucking made our point for us. Yeah, right. Fucking, a billionaire can afford to come here to get good health care. Motherfucking working at 7-Eleven cannot afford that. That's I, I love it. I fucking love it when they self-own like that and they make Ooh, they our points for us. They just don't even realize it, yeah. It's like you're so close to getting the point, but it just oh, sailed right past they're you. They're always so close to getting the point. But, we're, but, you know, we rank 37th in healthcare outcomes and we pay the most money for our healthcare. That, to me, is an inefficiency that anyone who claims to be a business-minded Republican should immediately want to rectify uh, and not, not, you know, just say, oh, well, you know, we're number one. We're not fucking number one. We're 37, which is atrocious. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's third world countries that have better healthcare <clears throat> outcomes than we do. Yeah. If you want to know where we're number one, it's infant mortality in the first world. All right. So, yeah, let's... heart disease, probably, <laughs> if I had to take a guess. Yeah, Ill um, illiteracy for 
<laughs> yeah. Um, so, okay. So, you know, there's a couple things uh, that Tapper lied about. That was one of them. Uh, again, I mentioned he didn't fact check. So I want to read out what Bernie responded to, uh, resp- how he, Bernie responded to him on Twitter. <clears throat> um, Bernie cleared his so, throat first. <laughs> yes. Well, so Tapper, you know, said, oh, okay, well, I, you know, he, he, he corrected it uh, slightly. He corrected one of the graphics that were in the video and he said, okay, here's our updated fact check. So Bernie, in response to that, said, um, I thank Jake Tapper for admitting his quote unquote fact check on Medicare for All was not factual and editing his video. Sadly, Tapper's video on Medicare for All, along with all the other quote unquote fact checks, is riddled with errors uh, peddled by the Koch funded Mercatus Center. Let's go through them. Uh, Number one. We correctly, and by the way, all of these uh, tweets are accompanied with actual data and tables and things that are citable. So this is not just him saying these things. Uh, so look it up for you know yourself if you want to look over the 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 work he cites on these. Uh, number one, we correctly state that the Mercatus report found that the Amer- all that the American people would save two trillion over ten years under Medicare for all. The finding is right here in Table Two of the Mercatus study, where he shows the costs versus the current Medicare cost and. Uh, the rates that uh, Bernie's plan would lock in if passed at, as cu- currently constituted. Um, Tapper uh, number two. Tapper says, "quote The study's author says that two trillion that two trillion dollar drop is not actually his conclusion. He says that's based on assumptions by Senator Sanders. Wrong. Provider payment rates in our plan are not assumptions. They are written into the bill." Any score that replaces Medicare reimbursement rates with some other set of rates is not a score of our plan. Number three, what what Tapper did and others have done is say we're wrong because uh, Blauhaus didn't actually intend to find that Medicare for all would be a great deal for Americans. The problem is Blauhaus did find that it would save two trillion. He just doesn't like that people are celebrating it. Uh, number four, this isn't just Bernie talking. <laughs> I love how he refers to himself in the third person. Um, but I, I know he does it like in a humble way, but it's just always amusing to me. Uh, no, this, this isn't, isn't just... It's not his tweet by, tweets by staff account? No, I think this is his actual... Well, so, I, but he's, he'll say that all the time. He's like, this is not just Bernie Sanders telling you this. This is, <laughs> you know, the, he, he does that all the time. <laughs> yeah, so if it good. is a staffer, they talk in his voice pretty well. Um, this isn't just Bernie talking. Uh, Jeffrey Sachs found that Medicare for All could save Americans more than uh, a lot more than the two trillion in the Mercatus Center report, which is making reference to the forty-nine trillion number that the actual healthcare costs would be estimated at. Um, two other accounts: uh, w- Stephanie Woolhander, who is the uh, who is a physician, and uh, Adam Gaffney, who is a uh, doctor at Harvard Medical School. Uh, I found that even though the Mercatus study, quote, grossly underestimates the main source of savings from Medicare for All, the central finding of the study is that it saves Americans $2 trillion uh, over the next decade. And they he cites a Nation article where they wrote that. Number six, Matt Bruning, he has like fucking 10 receipts in this thread. Number six, Matt Bruning has found that payments to medical pro- uh, providers would only go down by 10.6% under Medicare for All, not the 40%, uh, which could which Blauhaus stated which could be more than made up for by the administrative savings that would be achieved. And real quick, I want to speak to that because um, right now, doctors literally have to employ a prior authorization department. And for those of you lucky enough to not know what that is, um, insurance companies arbitrarily decide that expensive life-saving medications um, 
need to essentially have a second roadblock to them before that the insurance company will cover them. And the thinking, I think, and this is me saying this, so don't sue me, fucking Cigna assholes, um, is that the idea is that a lot of people will say, fuck it, I'll pay out of pocket, or fuck it, I can't wait that long, um, I just won't take it. And that saves the insurance company money because their profit margin on expensive drugs is a lot lower than it is on cheap generics. So if you need insulin, which is an extremely predatory, extremely expensive drug market, um, the, most insulins run several hundred dollars for just one, you know, little 10 ml vial of insulin. Um, the more expensive ones, the pens and things, which are more specialized, could cost close to a thousand dollars, if not more. Almost always those things require a prior authorization. If they didn't have to pay staffers to do that, that would save uh, those healthcare providers way more than 10%. But what about know? those jobs, though? What about those people's jobs? The people who are in charge of denying other people medical coverage? <laughs> no, right? Yeah. Think about that. Wolf, Wolf Blitzer would certainly, uh, certainly make a point of saying that, I'm sure. Yeah. So... Um, Number seven, Harold Pollack at the University of Chicago said, quote, over the long run, Sanders uh, people are very correct that you could implement a system like this that would be more disciplined, more economical and more fair than the current U.S. healthcare system. Uh, Number eight, the founders of the Medicare Rights Center says Blahouse concedes a Medicare for all would reduce national health spending by two trillion. So he he cites a, a million economists and doctors and healthcare professionals. And then his last tweet. Uh, so. The question uh, that must be asked is why would the corporate media uh, or, or why the corporate media would put their blind faith in a far right wing economist whose past reports have been so thoroughly discredited by mainstream economists and experts. Um, so then Tapper, never missing an opportunity to be a smug prick, uh, replied to this. Your views on the Mercatus uh, Center study and Medicare for all are your own, Senator. But four major fact checkers agree that you're citing uh, the report out of context. They're not his own. He just fucking showed you fucking 10 people that literally proved out what he was saying. Uh, number one. Number two, all four of those quote unquote fact that's like the 17, you know, agencies agree that Russia meddled in our election lie. All four of those fact checkers only cite the asshole who fucking did the study, the right wing lunatic from uh, the Mercatus Center, as their source for his, uh, you know, incorrect statement of fact. They didn't fucking look at the numbers. I, I looked at all four of these fact checks that he cites. He's just fucking full of shit. Like he can't yeah. fucking well, help himself. You know, it's it's like what who? <laughs> it's a, you look at that as not just the money America's going to save. That's the money that these corporations are going to lose, right? So that's like you understand how desperate they are oh, to, to not lose that money. And it's not just that's the money we're going to save. Like that whole amount of money is going to be money they're not going to be getting, right? Or not nearly as much. Um, you know, the health, the privatized health insurance industry could completely disappear or, or only be utilized by a very small number of people who, you know, want to have better health care than whatever the, the baseline coverage is, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, to quote Captain Kirk, let them die, all right? Yeah. <laughs> let them fucking die. Um, people will find other jobs. The only thing that's really at stake here is a massive loss of profit for millionaires and billionaires. So yep. f- fuck them. I don't care. A lot more noble industries have died off due to uh, societal changes and societal needs changing and things like that. And this is an industry that is completely predatory, completely uh, erroneous and unnecessary. And 
yeah, I have no problem with this industry dying. And I think that there's <clears> going to be plenty of... So the other thing people don't get is this, this is not government-run healthcare. This is uh, government-administrated healthcare. So you're just having these people... The government is going to be your insurer, like Medicare. You're not getting rid of, you know... Uh, your doctors or anything like it, it's still going to be private. But Anthony, I, I heard the government will force me to stand in line and not let me choose my own doctor. Is that true? So, yeah, you know, funny story about that. Uh, why don't you try calling up your physician and scheduling a uh, checkup and let me know how many months it is before you can actually get an appointment now. My so, mother, you know, my poor mother right now has been waiting three months to see a specialist to have a, a root canal and she's had uh, union teacher health care coverage in a, in a pension her whole life and she still can't get in to see the you know because they just don't have enough people trained to do the kind of work that she needs to get done so there's like one guy in all of like the whole midwest that does this one special procedure she needs right and mm -hmm. he's, he's like waiting list is three months long so the idea that you know that uh you know even if you have coverage that you're automatically going to see a doctor somewhere is ludicrous of course so um you know, uh, and the American people aren't fucking buying this. They're not buying the bullshit anymore. They are, they're on to the Jake Tappers of the world and all the right wing uh, assholes who are trying to lie and say that our system is uh, right. great and all these Mer things. America's going to clap back on Jake Tapper. <laughs> they are. So, you know, a really, really fascinating poll came out uh, that Reuters did, you know, a very respected polling institute. Um came or news agency but you know th their polling is very respected uh when it comes to positions uh they came out with a poll that is far higher than any poll uh so far in medicare for all 70 percent of the country across all political spectrums support medicare for all in this new reuters poll 70 fucking percent that is a super majority of the american people that are saying yeah i understand that the health insurance industry is predatory and bullshit and that we should just let the government uh, provide right. us care with for all this tax money we're well, already giving them. I, I'm sure that 70% was largely, you know, people on the left, liberals and independents, right? It was probably like 99% Democrat and like, you know, 20% Republican, right? Oh, wait a minute. So, you know, f funny other uh, side note from this piece, 52% of Republican voters now support Medicare for all. A majority of Republicans support Bernie far lefty Bernie Sanders Medicare for all bill. We have fucking won this argument and they're doing whatever they can to try to smear so Bernie but you, it's, you, it's it's over. The fight's over. Right. Well, we won you on said points. 52% of Republican voters, but how does that stand up to Democratic politicians? <laughs> so yeah, that, so Jeff Stein over at the uh, Washington Post tweeted out, uh, if that Reuters poll is correct, then a higher percentage of uh, GOP voters, 52%, support Medicare for all than Democratic senators, 17 out of 48, or 35%. So, so just, uh, just think about what this means. Just think about what this means, Anthony. This means that Republican voters are to the left of Democratic senators. And I'll tell you what, that does not fucking surprise me. No, I, I, it genuinely doesn't. The American people, we know, issue by issue, are to the left of uh, both parties. And, you know, we're seeing it just proven out over and over again. And so Democrats in this poll, also the highest number they've ever polled, 84% of Democrats support Medicare for all. Yeah. 84%. And I saw articles last week about how Democratic strategists 
are telling candidates that they should stay away from wedge issues like Medicare for all right. because it, <laughs> it it's a divisive issue uh, yeah. in the primaries. And then you look up who these these democratic strategists are and they're people that like literally work for they're like lobbyists for the yeah, health lobbyists. insurance. <laughs> it's just, it's just Gee, like I wonder why the democrats have lost uh, over a thousand seats in the last well, here, you know, 10 here's years. Here's the thing. I remember 2009 when uh, the debate around um, you know Obamacare was was happening and people that were going to these town halls proposing single payer were being dragged out and arrested right mm -hmm. because they were not going to entertain the notion of single payer and i i think a lot of people still didn't really understand the idea of single payer sure. you know and when they but when people they started thought obamacare was single payer right or they, they well they thought obamacare was socialism right yeah well yeah. it turns out when you actually give them socialism they're like oh actually we kind of like that <laughs> so but when when they started to call it medicare for all then people who aren't really politically savvy and aren't you know, wrapping their heads around policy, uh, you know, issues all the time. Um, they could understand that because when you poll right wingers, they most of them who you know they're poor and they've got um, you know elders in their family that are on social assistance, and they don't really seem to understand that socialism. But you know, it is. Um, but the That's idea fine. of like uh, taking <laughs> taking away Medicare from their grandma who lives in a trailer out in the, you know, North Dakota or whatever, that would really upset them. That would piss them off, right? So when you when you term it like that, Medicare for all, <laughs> for everyone, everyone's like, oh fuck, I want that. That's that's a system that does work well. You know, there's there's no there's no loss of money. It's not like we're just flushing it down at the Pentagon. Um so I think that that rebranding was really smart. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I don't, I'm not sure if Bernie himself is actually responsible for that or if that phrasing has been used for a couple of years, but... It could um, be. They probably, you know, they, they've got their own PR people that probably focus grouped it for a while and said, this, and is, I, this makes more sense. Yeah. And, I, and you know, I think a lot of people are to thank for all the hard work they've put in, but I think we all owe a real debt of gratitude to Bernie Sanders for popularizing this on a national platform. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. To the point where literally a super majority of Americans now know that this is the well, only humane and logical system that we should be implementing. I know these people that still get down on Bernie for you trying to bring more people in the Democratic Party, but if he started a third party, he would have lost, you know, and he did lose. But trying to run his platform on a third party would make it more of a fringe platform by forcing these issues into the platform of the Democratic Party, even though they're resisting it as much as possible establishment democrats they can't ignore it then you know he's he's forcing it into the room that they can't ignore and ignore so and the other thing uh that people who are very anti-bernie being a, in the democratic party don't realize is that guys he's made it untenable for a democrat to run for president and not support medicare for all literally every one of these people that are running that we know are fucking chills for the, you know, the pharmaceutical lobbies like Cory Booker, the health insurance lobbies like Kamala Harris, Joe Biden. They're all in support of Medicare for I actually don't know if Biden is. He might be the one who's running against Medicare for all, which is going to get him real fucking far once they start doing debates. Uh, you know, really can't wait for that one, fucking Joe. But well, yeah, it's, it's and the people too who said, "Well, we can't focus on those policy issues. We have to first get Trump out of office. We can't even get anything done until that's done." And it's like, you stupid motherfuckers! How do you think you're going to get that to happen? You think running Joe Biden is going to get Trump out of office? No, you're going to win. You're actually going to get Trump out of office if he's not impeached. Um, 
by running somebody who runs on issues that people like. And it's like, of course, 70% of Americans run, want to, you know, Medicare for all, which is, of course, why the Democrats don't want it, because they know that they would win on it, right? They don't want to win. They, they, you know, every fiber of their being is to take the paycheck to not win. Of course. I got to say, too, before we, we, we move on, and I don't really want to talk a ton about the Trump stuff. I mean, yeah, you know, he's he's an asshole. He fucking probably broke campaign finance laws, which, LOL, somebody's going to go to jail for breaking campaign finance law in this country. Yeah, like <laughs> handing out speeding tickets at the Indy 500. Yeah, right. Um, so I think it's a huge mistake for them to push for impeachment now because if you think about the way that the republicans who impeached clinton are are looked back on it's a very negative light and it's very much looked at as a political vendetta um in in that the it, they wouldn't they're not going after him for collusion which is what the um special counsel was appointed for to find collusion between russia and trump and the trump campaign they're saying, hey, you paid off this porn star you fucked with campaign money, you know, so which is very similar, actually, to the Clinton thing where he was being investigated for um, Watergate, not Watergate, um, <laughs> white, whatever the fuck, Whitewater, whatever it was. People know it. And then it became, oh, wow, he fucked around with his intern and then lied about it. And she blew him in the oval. This whole thing. So um, lying under oath. So it's going to be looked at, back upon very uh, unfondly by the american people and what's going to happen even with trump being as hated as he is is that it's going to really hurt any democratic nominee in 2020 i i think it's a really st- on top I of mean, that yeah it, well, it's yeah it doesn't he's already been the president so you know in grade school or you know when you you look up on the wall and they got the poster with all the faces of all the presidents yeah. it doesn't matter if you impeach him his face oh, is going to be yeah. on that poster forever forever the damage is already done he might be <laughs> like, on money one day think about uh, that <laughs> no that, that won't happen because they don't put anyone new on money but just you know it's like you get it's gonna be it, it's gonna be jimmy carter ronald reagan then a bush then a clinton then another bush and then barack obama and then fucking trump's orange <laughs> smile on this. it's like people are gonna look at that and go what the fuck happened <laughs> They're not going to stay in the history. They're just going to look at that poster and go, "What the fuck happened to America that year?" Yep. No, absolutely. Um, and then, and then, if the Democrats have their way, right next to him will be fundamentalist lunatic and uh, uh, apparently cuck for his wife, uh, Mike Pence. So, you know, that'll be a real fucking yeah. Awesome. I, w- I wonder if that's why they're keeping Pence like really low profile. You know, because <laughs> they- yeah, because he's a fucking lunatic and they, they don't want people to realize. Well, or they secretly like want to get rid of Trump and they want to get Pence in there as the main guy. So they're kind of like make, making Democrats not think about that implication because they're like, yes, get rid of it. We'll, we'll finally support getting rid of Trump at some point, but we don't want you to not do it when we're ready to have you do it because you're worried about Pence. Right. So yeah. they're kind of keeping him like in a little box, you know, with no other women except for maybe his wife. Uh. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I think it's, you know, and, and again, I, I have no love for Trump, and uh, I think people should be held accountable for you know breaking laws, <clears> including <throat> campaign finance laws. Uh, it never happens in this country, but you know we'll we'll uh, we'll see. I guess what happens, you know, right. he, he, well, it, it, it certainly not doesn't look good for him. Let's put it that way. No, no. But even if you get impeached, that doesn't mean you have to leave office. I mean, no, Bill Clinton uh, yeah. was impeached and to leave office. You only get you only leave office if you resign. <laughs> 
basically. So yeah, or if you're, I believe, if you're indicted, and then you can be. I, I, so the other problem is that this is kind of an unprecedented situation. It would create a constitutional crisis because we wouldn't know what the fuck to do. And mm. I think that it would eventually fall on the Supreme Court to decide his fate, which, uh, you know, is controlled by the right wing. So, Yeah, I cannot wait for Democrats to to confirm the SCOTUS judge that's going to acquit Trump. (laughs) It's going to be so fucking funny. Like, well, we had to. You you forced us to. How? This is what happens when you don't go vote for Democrats. Uh, yeah. you, you, you vote for Republicans and, and you, you you support Trump's nominees. This is what happens. Okay. Well, they tried yeah, to warn why. us. They tried to warn us. Susan Sarandon, if you let her, you know, guide you, then ultimately Trump's going to be president. And then the Democrats are, you know, you knew we were going to, as Democrats, confirmed all of Trump's nominees. We warned you not to let us do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus fucking Christ. All right. Well. Um, moving along yeah moving along i want to talk about uh lana del rey because uh she 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 fucking stepped in it this week uh so dove headfirst into it (laughs) yeah so she is playing a concert in tel aviv um you know playing a concert in israel and a lot of artists including roger waters uh who else? Who else won't play there? There's a couple other big names. Oh, a lot tons of, of them. You know, bands that have morality. Yeah, um, yeah. they've signed <laughs> on with with the BDS movement, boycott, divest, sanction movement. Roger Waters um, is actually very involved in a, in a really awesome way. Yeah, yeah. Well, so he was. He wrote an open letter that was signed on by a bunch of other artists to Radiohead a few months ago, and Radiohead basically, uh, Tom York says. Uh, something to the to, in response, something to the effect of like, I can't believe people didn't think we could make this choice on our own. What did they think we're retarded? And it's like, uh, clearly <laughs> they really fucking yeah, like just how you know I've said it before, but learn to read dude. the fucking room. You know, I mean, not not only to be ableist, but then just the, it's like clearly they didn't think you were smart enough to make the right decision because you didn't, because you didn't fucking make the right decision, you exactly. moron. Like what? Ugh, yeah, which is really upsetting, but you know he's he's in his fucking weird, you know, wearing a top hat and dancing the moderately melodic music now phase. So whatever. Um, but so Lana Del Rey, uh, you know, announced that she was going to do a show there, and people rightly criticized her and was like, "Hey, you know, Israel uh, are some of the biggest, probably right now, the biggest human rights uh, abusers in the world, at least in, in terms of." "Quote unquote respected countries, uh, you really shouldn't support their government. Give them tacti- tacit support by playing a show there." Um, and she just had the most fucking Kabbalah, New Age bullshit nonsense response. Uh, yeah, um, read read the first tweet. Yeah, I'll read the first tweet, and then you can read your tweet, which actually got a ton of uh, play. Um, so. She she tweeted out uh, in response to somebody criticizing her. But could a person as good intentioned as I, not perhaps with my presence, bring attention to the fact that something should change and that a singer with a loving energy can help shift the energetic vibration of a location for the higher good, even if it's just for a minute? I mean, just fucking. I mean, what a fucking airhead. What a what? fucking more that is like Lena Dunham on steroids, that fucking quote. Like that is just Lena beyond Dunham foolish. on Quaaludes. Yeah. 
So um, I don't know if you have it there in front of you. Read the the one the person's response to it on oh, Craig cr- T. Cr- Nelson's. Cr- yeah, Craig T. Nelson's. <laughs> he quote tweeted that and said, "Lana Del Rey defending her Israel performance is hands down the dumbest shit I've read in 2018. What the absolute fuck, dude." Yeah, well, one of the responses to his tweet was somebody saying it. Her tweet sounded like she just hit the middle option on predictive text to write that entire thing. Because it's just, it's just like a person such as I. Like who fucking talks about themselves like that in the third person? A person such as I. That's no. No one writes like that. No one. So the, read the read the second tweet that she had. So so then someone responded to her, and I'm not even sure if this is a positive tweet or a negative tweet, but somebody responded to her. Uh, when the world was at war, we kept dancing. I, I'm pretty sure that that is a is like one of her fans that trying to be like you know. No, no, no. The, the second that was her tweet. That was her no, tweet. No, no, no. So, well, so, no. Someone said that to her, and then she responded, "Yes, when the world was at war, we kept dancing, and we became the change we wanted to see, and we showed it to the people who wanted to change." What the I, fuck are you talking about? Like, what are it, you talking about? Yeah, I don't know if that's like a quote from a, one of her own lyrics or something, but it's, I don't, she clearly doesn't wars know what's right now. What on. is she talking about? It's not a war. It's What's happening in, in, in Palestine and Israel is not a war. It's no. ethnic cleansing. So, yeah. you know, and it's not ignorance because she's, she's traveled the world already several times, right? There's no mm-hmm. way she doesn't know what's going on. It's indifference. She's trying to pretend that it's that's an it's a, you know, both sides kind of conflict that it's a war and that she has no stake in the game. Well, the fact is the these these concerts are propped up, they're sponsored and promoted by the government as propaganda for the government to legitimize them at a time when the world is turning their back on them, rightly so, because for the atrocities they're committing. You know, bulldozing people's homes, uh, creating a caste system where uh, Palestinians within Israel do not have the same rights, um, constantly bombing Gaza. Uh, it's it's obscene. Uh, shooting medics and, and civilians uh, in their own country, in their own land, for even coming close to the border. Um, so to pretend that's a war is, is, is obscene. And then when people call her out on it, she goes, well, it's just, you know, it's just, what about just peace and energy? Yeah. So I tweeted out a, res- a response to it, and I deliberately spelled her name wrong because I knew it was trending at the time, and I didn't want it to trend because I figured like all her, you know, all the Zionists would jump on the, me, and the, all of her fans her, would jump her, on me. Yeah, the equivalent of the Bay Hive for Lana Del Rey. Right, because it's like when you have something that's politics and a celebrity at the same time, that will show up in like everyone's fucking feed. Oh, that's yeah. like the, the a mix of the two different things that'll you know, like OJ it was like crime <laughs> yeah. and and a celebrity. And and sports, and it was like the most fucking, yeah. So I tweeted out, Lana Del Rey's a spoiled idiot who thinks money and astrology gives her the right to violate an international picket line. Fuck her and Radiohead and every other artist who ignores Israel's genocide in Palestine. And I tweeted that out on my lunch break right before I logged off and went back to work for a few hours. And uh, a friend of ours, um, RT, Jules, right? Yeah, it was Jules. Uh, Jules rules, and uh, <laughs> apparently, I, I saw that retweet like right after I'd posted it. She she RT'd it, and then I walked away. And I came back a couple hours later, and it had blown the fuck up. <laughs> it, like within within two hours, it had hundreds of RTs and a couple thousand uh, uh, shares on it. And then it was like I was getting quote tweeted by all of her fans that were enraged um, that I had spelled her name wrong. <laughs> uh, and then it was it kept going and going and going. And it was like I had to turn off my notifications because it was just it was so fucking many. 
Um, and a few people jumped in, and they were just... The, the interesting thing is not a single pro-Zionist person hopped in to the thread or said anything to me. Nobody's called me anti-Semitic. Uh, nobody did any of that. At, at best, they would say, yes, it's a terrible situation, but she didn't create it, so don't blame her. And I responded to a couple of those people by saying, like, no, this is a government-sponsored event. This is a, you know, the people, some people said, like, oh, picket line, what's that? It's like, well, that's, you know, what a boycott is. It's effectively an economic strike that you're not supposed to, you know, cross that line, right? Yeah. Um, and then I had a, a ton of people quote-tweeting me who were fans and were saying, look, I love her, but she's definitely wrong in this case, right? So it was universally, everyone who, you know, recognized it, uh, or, or read it, either didn't know about it and wanted to know, and were like, wait, what's going on? Like, they, they didn't get it, right? And they were curious, genuinely. Or they knew it was a problem and they defended her, or they knew that she was totally fucking wrong, but nobody defended Israel. And I'll tell you, I looked at the, the stats on this. So it got 7.1 thousand RTs, 30,000 likes, and a total of 1.7 million impressions on just one fucking tweet. <laughs> So, <laughs> so you know, we were told that the 13 Russians that Mueller indicted for the troll farm managed to sway the presidential election with 500,000 impressions, I believe. Maybe it was 750. I, I think it was 700,000 impressions was what I remember. So you, you could have swayed two U.S. presidential elections with just that one tweet alone. And that was 12 people over the course of two months. It's like, what the fuck were they tweeting? Nobody saw it. Yeah, Apparently. Which, which is also just to illustrate how absurd those indictments were and how little of an actual impression that is, you know, yeah, in the grand scheme of Twitter. That's nothing. That's like you spread out 12 people over two months that only get 700,000 impressions compared to a single tweet that in two days got almost two million. Um, but then it's, at the same time, it's like you uh, you realize how many people are they have a morality, but they just don't follow the news as much. And, and you realize that's because our media is totally silent on this issue. And it's getting harder for that to happen, right? It's getting, you know, because we have Twitter, we have this democratization of the media where you cannot hide atrocities like this anymore. So sometimes when I just feel totally hopeless about what's going on in, in Palestine, shit like this gives me a little bit of hope. You know, that just just the fact that she refused to go along, if she had gone along with it, it wouldn't be news. Right. But because yeah. she chose to to, you know, still play there, that elevated the issue even more. So that's that's part of why, um, you know, boycotts work is because it, it creates a scandal to highlight a, a greater, much greater injustice that was being ignored. Mm. Right. So, yeah, uh, it's, um, you know, and you know that if any other country did what Israel was doing, um, we would be the U.S. would be demanding sanctions against them, but because they're Israel, we prevent sanctions from happening. The UN has repeatedly tried to sanction Israel for its war, for its massacres of civilians, and because we can basically overrule the Security Council, we've shut that down every single time. So the people of the world have decided, well, if 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 you know the U.S. is not going to allow sanctions on Israel, we're going to do it for them. So I know some people, even Bernie, doesn't support BDS, but you know BDS is a peaceful economic tactic. You know I, I can't think of anything more logical than to uh, avoid further bloodshed than to keep supporting this. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and you know, Lionel Del Rey is a fucking airhead and doesn't know shit about shit, and uh, is clearly not a foreign policy surgeon. And you know she's going to play this concert, and it's going to be whatever. And she's I bet be she giving... doesn't. I bet she doesn't do it because her pin so? tweet right now is this long fucking press statement explaining that. That's her pin tweet right now. 
Like, you really think she wants to die? It's she such doesn't. Bad PR. She doesn't care about it enough to do it. And I think that if the pressure keeps hitting her, then she's gonna cave. You know, and yeah. and she's afraid of getting like the hate mail that Natalie Portman got. But Natalie Portman, you know, she gracefully bowed out of of that whole propaganda bullshit. Yeah. So I think ultimately, it's it's like a month away still. So you know, there's still time, and I think if she does the right thing, she should be committed for finally coming around. But for right now, you know, and, and this is the same person who wore like a Lakota sacred Indian headdress in one of her videos and didn't get like that. Just what a what a cliche, like the the clueless white chick at Coachella fest or whatever wearing that fucking bullshit. Like how bad that looks. Like she does doesn't she, she's get made it. A, she is like the ultimate embodiment of like white like well-off liberal feminism you know just total lack of understanding for marginalized people yeah and she also Uh, even said that she doesn't need feminism (laughs) (laughs) oh my god all right well um uh, we're gonna get out of here but i wanted to mention also uh real quick that people in hawaii right now are uh you know, bracing for this hurricane that's that's already kind of upon them. They're still not brace sure for what, impact. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What uh, what kind of direction it's going to take? But it could fucking decimate the island. Uh, it's one of the worst hurricanes I've ever uh, faced. And someone tweeted out uh, screenshots, and I actually saw several uh, in the replies to this person's thread that that corroborated this. Different screenshots. Um. That, you know, the, okay, uh, from uh, Tuesday night saying Category 4 hurricane is about to hit the Hawaiian Islands. People are in crisis and they up the prices. And then they show a screenshot from Kayak of uh, flights from Delta, flights from United, uh, going for $10,000 a flight one way from Honolulu to LAX. Um, so I retweeted that, uh, quote tweeted that and said capitalism is a death cult, uh, which got about 28,000 impressions. Uh and so now a bunch of people popped into my replies saying, oh, well, this is bullshit. Look at this. I have I have flights that, that go from Hawaii to LAX for $500. But what they didn't realize was that they were showing me uh, fares from today, the 24th, which is after the storm has passed. And the flights, those flights are never going to leave. They know, And the airlines know that, which is why they're not <laughs> they still price want you gouged. To buy it. Yeah. Um, those flights were were legitimately priced at those fares because those were the last planes that were going to get out before the storm hit. So they literally were charging people $10,000 so that they didn't have to fucking die, you know, drowned to death by 20-foot waves from this fucking hurricane. And the the fact that people are so fucking brain and and it, this proves what i was saying that capital and you said it before that capitalism is a death cult these people literally jumped into my replies to fucking defend capitalism when it's literally profiting off of the death of these people and right right and you know that if they couldn't afford those planes and then died there uh you know the right wingers and the capitalist lovers would say well why didn't they choose to leave why didn't they choose to leave why did the people in new orleans not leave you know, why didn't they get out of there when, you know, they're just too lazy to care about their own life? It's like, oh, they won't yeah. they won't uh, pay that $10,000 to, you know, for a life draft on the Titanic that doesn't exist. Well, we're going to blame them for drowning anyway. Yeah. And by the way, uh, Hawaii is one of the poorest states in, in the United States, like the, the actual residents of Hawaii. It's got the big probably the biggest tourist industry, but. Income inequality in Hawaii is, is I think, among the highest in it's, the U.S. Have you been there? No, I've been to Hawaii. Been there. Oh, oh man, it's 
So I've been to Hawaii and Puerto Rico, and once you get out of the city, Rico, yeah. it's it's very similar. Where they're all they're all living in a tropical paradise, but they're living in like a cement hut with no roof, basically. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, extremely poor. It's paradise, but it's like literally no money that these people have. So uh, whether or not a storm like that is, you know, you saw in Puerto Rico, they just got the power turned back on uh, island wide. I just talked to a woman in Puerto Rico um, through my work and I, you know, asked her like, how are things? And she said, you know, you're doing better. We talked a little bit. She said, but, you know, everyone down here right now is really worried about Hawaii. And that really struck me um, because I was like, well, why would they have that connection they'd be so worried it's like well no of course it's a tropical island nation indigenous people or people who were um you know basically colonized and had their way of way <laughs> of life change stolen from them yeah yeah but both are just basically like at the mercy of the hurricane and the, the poor people know that the government's not going to help them so in in that sense even though that one's a state and one's a territory they're very similar uh in all those ways and you know, the, and to the people that were, and I responded to this to the people that were posting these screenshots of five hundred dollar flights, being like, "See, they're not price gouging." The, these people are literally stuck on a fucking island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. The only way that they can get off the island is by plane. FEMA should have been flying people off the island for free. Like, what the fuck do we pay for a Department yeah, of Emergency I mean, Management for? There is no way you can evacuate that many people by airplane. It's just not feasible. I mean, you're talking about no, or by ha- freighter. I mean, you know, there, there, you know, there are yeah. things you could do before the hurricane because the hurricane was coming up from the south. It's what you know. You could have uh, sent freighters for anyone because I'm sure a lot of people are going to stay and try to ride it out. You know, protect their property, yeah, or whatever they. Sure. Um, I guarantee, and Hawaii does not have a huge population. You could definitely have gotten people off with a combo of freighters, and you know, but like. I, to me, that's that's the fucking crazy thing, like that people are still defending like their right to charge hundreds and hundreds of dollars so that you don't die, you know, drown to death because yeah. well, of the fucking. Uh, do you know? Do you know before. if those were flights that were added that weren't regular flights, or was were, did they, they jack up the price of the regular flights? You know, I, you know that I don't. I don't know. Um, it's pretty hard to add flights though because the, the airline industry operates on a very yeah much like yeah, a conveyor belt system you know what i mean pretty much yeah it's not like we just the bus ran more often it's that's a whole fucking jet so yeah, so uh, I, w- yeah I, would, but, I would think it's probably yeah but that's you know i mean it's it's people want to say well that's disaster capitalism that's not regular capitalism it's like no that is when they're you know it, it's induced demand nobody's nobody can there who who needs to fly can af- you know who <laughs> there's no regular person who can afford a ten thousand dollar plane ticket if you can afford a ten thousand dollar plane ticket you probably already have your own private jet right but that's that's the opportunism it's like oh here's a way we can gouge people and maybe get a couple of desperate panicky people to, to give up their life savings to get off the island um but it's 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 more the, the symbolism it's more what it shows the intent that they're willing to force people who may feel like they do need to flee for their life into giving up something, you know, that's ridiculously more than the actual value of the service. Yeah. No, it's just, yeah, it's just disgusting. Um, and people will always defend capitalism no matter fucking what. Um, yeah, but in any event, uh, we should get out of here, but, uh, check us out on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash move left. Uh, check out our Teespring. We're still doing our merch drive uh, to help us pay for some of the hosting costs. You can get uh, T-shirts, tote bags, mugs, uh, 
all kinds of shit over at teespring.com slash move like a, left. Like a coffee mug or a beer mug? Because I could, could use coffee a beer mug. mug. That'd be cool. I should I should see if they have those. I, I yeah, don't think they like, do. You know, but I might, I might invest some money in the podcast myself. If that, that were that'd be cool. That'd be cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, we got we have all that shit. Um, that's teespring.com slash move left. Um, you can find us on SoundCloud, like I said, iTunes, uh, rate, review, subscribe, uh, Facebook.com slash move left idiots. I'm at Twitter uh, at move underscore left. Uh, and I am at chaos right 1999 i weathered the storm of probably being reported this week more than ever and i've still have my account so feeling very good and humble about that actually so not letting it go to my head just yet yeah and uh we will catch you next week